This is like a Taylor Swift concert, but for bros. And welcome everybody to Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. Balderdash. Did you play the music? Yeah, I played the music. I didn't hear it. Uh-oh. That's okay. Because oh. Uh, oh, well. it's there. Just because okay. you didn't hear it doesn't mean that, that it wasn't there. Because it was there. I, so, I sure hope so. Yeah, it was. How you doing, John? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful, actually. It's good to, good to see your face again. It is a nice face. It is a nice face. I do agree with that. I do. If I'm being honest with myself. Tell me a little bit about your trip. That's what I actually uh, want to know about. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit of a whirlwind. Um, so for those who don't know, um, my son graduated high school this year, and we decided to, as a graduation gift, we'd take him on a trip somewhere. Um, and he wanted to go see Tool, the band, in concert. And so we said, all right, well, how about pick a city that you wouldn't normally go to where they're playing and we'll just, and we'll take a trip there. And he picked Knoxville, Tennessee, <laughs> uh, which, because it's like, it's a place that you just wouldn't go to. Like why else would you go there? And uh, by the way, Knoxville is even smaller than I thought. It's only 200,000 people uh, home of the university of Tennessee volunteers. Yep. Um, and uh, we had a great time. Good. So he came over Spent some time with us in Providence and Boston. The night before we left to Tennessee, we saw Book of Mormon, the Broadway Oh, that's right. How was by, it? By Trey Parker and Matt Stone. It's totally ridiculous. It's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, kind of kind of as you would expect, it's it's like a Mormon version of um, Team America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of swearing and off-color jokes. And it's uh, just, just silly. Uh-oh. Your audio went. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. There's some there's some things going on. I'm not exactly sure what. You have some gremlins on your side there? What's what? I think so, maybe. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, so we went there. We did all the things. Uh, we There's only two distilleries in Knoxville. But I don't know if when you were down, you went to Tennessee, right? Yeah, we uh, did but- Nashville and then <clears throat> to Chattanooga. Yeah, did you happen to pick up the um, Tennessee Whiskey Trail? No. Uh, passport? So they have a passport. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw the the passport that you sent me. Yeah, so well, so the, it's for all the distilleries in Tennessee. Or not all of them. I don't know how many there are, but the passport's 40 of them. And all the participating ones, you go there, and you get your passport stamped, and they give you a poker chip with their logo on it. Okay. And so you you can collect all these poker chips and then after you complete the passport, they you send it in and they send you a customized uh, poker set. No way. So yeah, so it's like it's, it's pretty cool. So I only did two of them so far. Uh we went to Knox Whiskey Works and Modern Times Distilling. Oh, I think I've heard right. of Modern Times before. Yeah, so uh, both pretty good. I like Knox Whiskey Works a little better, but uh, they're they're just different. We can I brought some things home from them. So on later podcasts, when we have a chance to get them to you or we're in person, we'll yeah. we'll uh, chat about them and chat up the distilleries and have more talks. Um, and also, there's quite a few dis- uh, breweries there. I think we went to ten. There's also a a a, a brewery passport. Okay. Uh, specifically for the Knoxville area something like i don't know 40 distilleries in the area and but i've kept forgetting you to get it stamped so like you get eight stamped and you get a t-shirt and i definitely got eight of them stamped <laughs> but <laughs> but you forgot your t-shirt oh well yep didn't get the t-shirt oh that's but anyway that's it was a great bad. trip we had a, we had a lot of fun uh tate was more organized than i've ever seen him he wanted wow. to eat fried chicken yeah and he created a spreadsheet of the chicken fried chicken places he wanted to go to really <laughs> so yeah, so we hit up as many of those as we could, uh, and then he got to finish it off with a trip to Waffle House, which is something he never stops talking about. Nice. He liked the, <laughs> he liked the Waffle House. He did. That's good. That's good. Yeah, so, so it was great. We had yeah. a good time. Awesome. Your your audio is dipping down again. Mm. Okay. Now it's up. Like as in you can't as in you can't hear me. No, it like gets really high, and then it goes really low, and then it gets really high, and then it gets really low. Like you're gone now. 
Like you can't hear me? Yeah, I can't hear you at all. Okay. All right. The button that's controlling my microphone should not be controlling my microphone. So something's fucked up with Uh-oh. me. Uh-oh. That's not good. That's not good. Well, I'm going to take this moment uh, anyway. uh, real quick. Well, it sounds like you had a fun fun, uh, fun adventure there, especially with uh, Tate. Yes. So, And yeah, what else good. did you guys get to do? Uh, we went in the Sun Sphere, which is a big tower. Like, it's a golden ball on top of a tower. Okay. That's like, it was built for the World's Fair in 1982. Um, oh, and then... <laughs> We didn't know it. It was actually a more expensive trip than we expected. And we're like, I don't understand why it's so expensive to go to Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, and then we figured, then we realized after we got there that it was the University of Tennessee's homecoming weekend. Oh, and so, yeah. so it's like really busy week. There's lots of people there, and so we went to their homecoming parade. And like, Tate bought a volunteer sweatshirt, and we stood in the crowd and cheered for the band right outside the stadium as nice. if we were part of the group. We just had a good time. Nice. That's great. Yeah. So, and did then you guys, did you guys University get to see Tool as well? Oh yeah, we did see Tool. Uh, that was an amazing concert. Uh, got a couple of really great pictures from it. Tate was um, over the moon about it, and Helen rightly pointed out at one point. She's like, she's like, you know what this is? This is like a Taylor Swift concert, but for bros. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, That's like, awesome. As soon as Maynard came out, like all the guys started screaming like little girls. That's <laughs> like, so funny. Fist pumping. It was really, it was hilarious. That's great. So it's, it was really fun. We had a good time. Good. And he enjoyed it. And that's, that's important. So that's good. He did. Yeah, he did. He had a really good time. Yeah, he was, so now he's back to the reality of life where he doesn't get to eat fried chicken for every meal. <laughs> and actually has to do his schoolwork. So yeah, <laughs> back to his grumpiness. That's right. Well, yeah, that's just, yeah, that's just it. That's just it. Well, uh, before we begin tonight, I, um, well, I want to thank some people, John, we are, yep. first of all, Big we want to thank Blueberry. Uh, yes. Blueberry is our podcast hosting company, and they were so kind enough to make Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash the podcast of the month for November, um, and they're promoting us all month long, so thank you so much, Blueberry. And you know the reason yes. why I switched from Castos to Blueberry, I think it's really important if you're in podcasting to hear this is that uh, Castos was one of the ones that they were like, yeah, we'll do some podcasting 2.0 stuff. And I was very interested in that because of all the stuff that Adam Curry has been uh, helping uh, these guys be inventive about and uh, keeping things organized, him and Dave Jones. And when they decided they were going to do a lot of YouTube integration, more YouTube integration for a lot of money, by the way, and kind of focus on video streaming, that's not kind of where I thought we needed to be. Because hey, it's very expensive, and uh, this is just a little little podcast that we just enjoy doing. Yep. And uh, B, so far, I wanted chapters. I wanted to be able to do chapters. I wanted to be able to do all kinds of other fun stuff that podcasting 2.0 would allow us to do, but they weren't going to do it. And so I talked to um, I don't know if any, if you remember this at the time, Metis, and uh, he helped me with a few things, and he introduced me to Mike Dell over at Blueberry, and since then. I have been over the moon with these guys. Uh, mm-hmm. They have all the podcasting 2.0 stuff. They have all the chapters, the artwork. They have uh, value splits in there. So on the last podcast with Max, uh, if you listen to that podcast and boosted us, um, 10% of those boosts went to his band uh, to promote his band, uh, The Truth Beyond. <clears throat> and if you haven't listened to episode 79, please give it a listen Um, and you can even go into the chapters and and listen to the last chapter because that is their new single that's coming out on this Friday. Uh, or (laughs) by the time you listen to this, if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, that would be the 10th and, uh, November 10th. So, uh, they have a new single out and we premiered it on there. And if you just donate to us, uh, and boost us, uh, some of that will go to his band and blueberry allows us to do stuff like that. And they have more coming. Uh, the live tag, I just checked it out. Fountain.fm right now. If you go there, it says that our show is live and you can listen live through that app. Uh, if you go to podcast guru, there's a live tag that pops up on our podcast. You can click that and you can listen to us live right now. So you don't even have to go to listen.balder-live.com. You can listen right in the app to us, uh, or you can listen you can listen to us right on the app. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> and uh, so it's very, um, 
It's very cool. All the stuff they're doing, they got more to come. They really have gone all in on this podcasting 2.0 stuff. So if you're a podcaster, um, this is a great way to not just make an income because you can, the more popular you get and the, and the more, uh, the bigger the community gets, but I think that's the biggest part of it is, is the community part. You're getting to, uh, hear comments from people as they boost you about what they like about your show or just thanking you for your show. And really it's showing the value that you are giving to those that listen and produce your show. Mm -hmm. And we could do ads and stuff like that. And that's fine for some people, but ads don't tell you you're doing a good job unless they take away your ads. And then they're only telling you that you're doing a bad job uh, because you said something that they don't like. And one of the things that I love about boosting on these apps, uh, and you can find these apps at newpodcastapps.com, is that people leave comments and it encourages me. It encourages, I know it encourages uh, John, but it also encourages me. Mm -hmm. And so uh, from our last uh, podcast, uh, we got a few boosts. Of course, Craig came came in. Craig's, well, he's one of our regular listeners now who's always boosting and we really appreciate him. Uh, he said, "100% donation. Another great conversation, and thanks for the reminder that I haven't filled the Heaven Hill B and B hole on my bourbon shelf yet. <laughs> Stay safe." Uh, and then from Cole McCormick, uh, he said, first time listening, boosting in support of Arizona love because I was complaining how much I didn't like Arizona." Uh, so he's obviously <laughs> from Arizona. And, uh, so he boosted us. Thanks, Cole. We, we really appreciate that. And then from, uh, Bully Steed, uh, Bully Steed also, uh, sent us, uh, let me see here. She sent us, I have it on my get Albie. Oh, uh, she said slante. I came for no agenda and for relaxing talk about some of my favorite fermented beverages. I stayed for a different and motivational take on embracing the suck. And that was from episode 78, which was our cerebral steel <coughs> that you and I did, John. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's because um, Bemrose, or Bemrose, was nice enough to put us at the end of No Agenda on Sunday so everyone can listen to our nonsense. So uh, we appreciate everyone that uh, really helps give us a boost and gives us a leg up on this uh, journey. And uh, we're going to try to get better and better. Uh, what John and I really would like the most is community. So if you have beer or bourbon suggestions or even topic suggestions, uh, please let us know, boost us. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be hundred thousand, uh, Satoshis, although that is very, very nice. Thank you, Craig. Uh, it could even mm-hmm. be a hundred Satoshis just saying, you know, Hey, have you guys ever thought about talking about, and then name the topic. Uh, mm-hmm. and that would help us too, because it shows that you, the listener and producer, uh, wants to hear something and wants to hear our take on it. And this is a bar talk podcast. Uh, so you're going to get bar talk explanations and opinions. <laughs> we're not experts in anything except bullshitting. That's, that's right. That's we're just real, it. real good at that. Yeah, we're really good at that. And uh, one of our biggest mottos, of course, is don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. Don't be a dick. So uh, thank you all for supporting this podcast, uh, producing this podcast, being a part of this podcast community. And uh, I think – as soon as I figure out, I've said this so many times, PayPal or the Venmo situation, we should do like a thing where if someone donates $80, uh, they get in the 80 proof club or if someone donates a hundred dollars, they get in the hundred proof club, or we should figure out some thing where there's like a tier level and you're in a certain club. And it's just, I know it's more, uh, administration work for you and I, but I think that would be kind of fun. If someone donates a million dollars, I'll snuggle with them for one hour. John and I will sandwich you in a hug. That's right. And we'll just be so warm. (laughs) (laughs) And there might be eye contact. We can't, uh, we can't promise anything. For a million, for a million dollars, you can choose eye contact or not. (laughs) It might make me very uncomfortable, but I'm willing to take that one for the team. (laughs) Uh, you'll have the beer bourbon sandwich. That's gross. All right, Johnny. <laughs> well, what are we drinking tonight? Let's drink. All right. So this is a kind of a classic craft, um, Seattle craft beer scene, um, beer that's been around a while. Uh, Mac and Jack's La- or Mac and Jack's African Amber. It's pretty unique. Um, and I tried to look up like what style it is or what makes it an African Amber. And it really is like unique to itself. 
there's nothing like this doesn't fall into any specific style guidelines. Mm. It's just an amber beer that has a little bit of their unique um, take on it. Okay. Uh, they say, um, let's see, what do they say on their website about it? So this beer erupts with floral hoppy taste, followed by a well-rounded malty middle finishing a nicely organic hop flavor locally sourced to real grain and a blend of specialty malts gives our amber its rich taste further complexity is achieved by leaving the beer unfiltered providing exceptional flavor Ooh. as well as giving uh, our amber its unique cloudy quote cloudy look lastly we dry hop with locally grown yakima hops by the way yakima is like the second largest producer of hops in the whole world yeah uh, something Cryo like that hops comes from there as well up uh, and and creates what becomes the original quote classic Northwest Amber Ale. So nice. it's pretty unique. Yeah. It's delicious. Let's give it a taste. Let's do it. Ready? Crack it open. Oh, mm. got a little <clears throat> on my little foam thing here. Got oh. foam on my foam. That's yeah. okay. Wear protection. <laughs> that's, that's um. Uh, Little little note. Uh, one of my best friends, Mikey, the the man who married Helen and I. Uh, this was, was his favorite beer for a long time. This was his go to. Yeah, not anymore. Uh, I don't know anymore. Mm. I don't. He's so skinny. I don't know if he drinks beer like he used to. <laughs> so anyway, cheers. Cheers. Mm. Oh yeah, that's tasty. I love amber ales. I do too. And this one's a little different than a lot because it like it doesn't have that sweet malty flavor. No. That's a str- like it's more balanced, a little more hop flavor, more a little hop. Bit, yep. Not not grainy, but like kind of. I don't know what the flavor I'm thinking of, like biscuity. Oh yeah, I get I that. It's, it's tasty. Yeah, I get that for sure. It is very good. Yeah, you're right. It's not the regular malty <clears throat> amber ale. This is definitely more of a hoppy one. Uh, I can taste the the bitterness in it, and usually ambers don't have a, a a bitter taste or at least a strong bitter taste. But I don't mind this one. I actually mm-hmm. like stuff from Mac and Jack. So, what's I have a quick question for you? Yeah. Do you hear that rattling? I don't. Okay, that's me, not you. That's good. <laughs> Never mind then. <laughs> nope, no rattle on this side. That's good. All nope. right. Well, I'll just ignore <clears throat> it. Man, yeah. I got tech problems. Yeah, you do. We got to get, get you on a setup. Listen, if y'all want to donate for John to have a better <laughs> tech uh, in his uh, condo in Rhode Island. Well, Tate uh, already said he would donate. Um, he's got a pretty good interface. He said he would give me. Okay. Um, this is new, too. I don't know what it is. It, it sounds like. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is good. Nice job, Mac and Jacks. Yeah, Pretty another classic. Washington beer. And. Uh, yeah. so this is a good example of like IBUs is 30 on 5.8 5.8% 5.8% IBUs is 30 what did I say 9.8% I was like holy crap no sorry that's the (laughs) rattle this is what you're gonna get for tonight (laughs) John is rattled tonight (laughs) folks Um, yeah but it's like not super bitter yeah you know it's it's nicely balanced and it's got a really nice pop flavor yeah I like it I do too a lot of this yeah, it's very, very good. Thank you, Mac and Jax. Um, before we go into our bourbon for the night, uh, which is going to be a very nice single malt that I thought I'd drink all, um, we're going to talk about our balderdash word of the night. You ready for this? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. No more Hasselhoff words. I don't get those right. No, it's okay. This one okay. might throw you off. Bisectile. Bisectile. Bisextile. 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 By sextile. Oh, whatever you just did made the rattle go away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't know what I did. By sextile. Um, Is that half? Is that that like when you divide a six segmented thing in half? It's like half of a six segmented dice. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Close. know. Close. Can you hear this? I wonder if you can hear this. Bisextal. Bisextal. Uh, you can't hear it, Kate. Yeah, bisextal. I, yeah. Yeah. Bisextal. Yeah. Bisextal. I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm guessing because it's bisextal. Like, bi is like bisextal. Is bisextal. Like two. I don't know. All right. Well, that's the word. Find out at the, right. the end of the episode. I'll tell you what it means. And, All right. uh, 
You know, if, if you want to, you can join in right now. You can go to beerbourbonbalderdash.com. It's, there's no and in there. It's just beerbourbonbalderdash.com. You go to listen live, and on the bottom there, there'll be a little button that you can push. It'll say, if you want to chat live, chat here, and you can click on that, and it'll take you to a chat room. John and I are there right now, and yeah. uh, you can always check that out and chat along with us. Find it, if you're struggling to find it, I'll put the link in the chat. Yeah. And then to the chat. Yeah, you that have to find the chat was. for the chat. I got it. He's Louise. God, that was hilarious. That was so good. No, it was, it poorly, was okay. Poor, poorly delivered. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you want to call, if you're listening right now and you want to call, you can call us at 360-553-1058. That's 360-553-1058. Operators are standing by. <laughs> All right. Uh, our bourbon for the night. So this is the one that uh, a couple of weeks ago, I thought I drank it all because I couldn't find it. And I brought it with um, myself to Chelan. And uh, this is a bottle from German neighbor Max, and it is Jura single malt scotch whiskey. And this one is called The Road. So this one is matured in American white oak, ex-bourbon barrels, and enhanced by casks, which held 20-year-old Pedro Jimenez Sherry. So this is a, this is a big one. This is a big, uh, single malt and I like single malts. Um, like I talked with Max, I always give him bourbons cause he's always bringing me single malts cause that's what they drink in Europe. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, cause bourbon's not necessarily, uh, I think a big imported thing over there in Germany. It's an American thing. A lot of Americans don't like bourbon. Yeah. And a lot of Americans are dumb. Uh, so a, a friend of mine doesn't like, bur- I don't think he, I don't think he's, yeah, I don't think he's tried enough. Um, but he generally, I mean, maybe he has, he's a bit of a drinker, but he said he doesn't like the sweetness that typically comes along with bourbons. That is an interesting thing. Cause most people, that's what they enjoy about it. Yeah. So Jura the weird. So <laughs> Jura the road, uh, it says in explore a long, rich and complex single malt with lasting sherry sweetness. On Jura, our tiny island community have only one road to navigate. Emerging out of the wilderness, the long overgrown trail. Oh, this is a visual. Emerging out of the wilderness, the long overgrown trail traces the shoreline heading south (laughs) and leading round the coastline and up to the distillery on the southeastern corner of the island. Jesus. Jura Jura the road is initially matured in ex-bourbon casks before being finished in casks that have previously held 20-year-old Pedro Jimenez Sherry. Rich and spicy. This whiskey delivers flavors of... I won't tell you yet because we have to taste it. <laughs> I got a question for you. Yeah. How do you feel about Americans being like, nope, one time, one and done. That's all we can do. That's the way it is. And the rest of the world is like, fuck it, we'll take them. The bourbon casks? With the casks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's because it's the... Not all of them do. Some of them, I think, reuse them, but I, it's the law. But aren't there rules and areas you like you can't it's reuse the law. them? Well, if you want to call it something, which is it's a dumb law. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's I mean, it's, the it's fact a law that it's, written by the same people who don't like bourbon. They sell it overseas, so it's. I mean, the casks are going yeah, to be I know. reused. You know. I know, but then you have to like transport them over there. And what if they're like, we use French oak for all of our things? Yeah. Or do well, they have and then to they use send American them, oak? They, they send their sherry casks and stuff over here. As a matter of fact, sherry isn't being drunk as much uh, and, uh, in European countries. So the getting the casks uh, are getting harder and harder to, to find. Uh, Less so existent. I, yeah. All, all right. right. Ooh, on the nose, it is super sweet. Oh, yeah. What's the proof on this? Oh, uh, this is a 43.6%. So is that 86, 89 mm. or 86, Not 87? Too bad. Oh. That's a good, that's a good spot. Oh, and you smell the, there's mm. a little peat on the end of it too. I don't know if you can mm-hmm. catch that. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's light. It's not harsh. Like a mm. uh, Lagavulin. It's, it's subtle. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but just, enough that my wife wouldn't like it. Yeah. Nuttiness too. There's a little nuttiness on there as well. I don't know. I just get fruit. What kind of fruit? Peach. Mm. I get something in that like peachy, maybe I want to say cherry, but I think because my brain is thinking sherry. 
Yeah, but I get it's like that stone fruit, like a but it's sweeter than a peach, like a nectarine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Something like that. All right, well, cheers. Cheers. Oh. Oh man. That's definitely a scotch. So there's definitely peat. There's peat on the end. Um, but I don't think this was in a peat, but it has that peaty mm-hmm. taste to it. Um spicy, like but spices, kind of like a nutmeg or um I don't know. The mouthfeel is mm, like so good. Like you really taste the wood. It's like it's woody, mm-hmm. not oaky. It just tastes like Mm-hmm. I don't know, like licking a two by four almost. I don't know if that, I don't. I, That's you know, a great I, visual. I like this. It's probably not the, yeah, it's like very sensually <laughs> checking out a two by four. Yeah. No, like it just, it has a very like dry, like a kiln dried wood flavor to it. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is what they say. They say the nose has apricots, bergamot, and toasted pistachio. I don't know what toasted pistachio pistachios. I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, you don't know what pistachios are? No, I no, I don't know what a toasted pistachio smells, smells like. like. Yeah, I don't either. I don't usually make it that far in my house. It's funny though that we got um, stone fruit. This is apricots. I said peach. You said uh, nectarine. So we're kind of in that same thing because an apricot is a stone fruit. And then for the taste, they say rich ground coffee. Rich ground coffee, not just coffee, but rich, rich ground rich coffee. Ground coffee. Molasses and cinnamon. Taste it again. See if uh, now we can psychosomatic our way into thinking what they say it is. Oh yeah, cinnamon. Oh yeah, Folgers. Mmm. Mm. It's mm. sweet. Yeah, I don't get the coffee though. No. I mean, I guess maybe. Uh, I get like, if you ever had coffee that is, that's old, <laughs> no, not like, no, like, let me rephrase. Like when the bean, when the beans kind of dry out, they lose that oily oh, yeah, sheen yeah. and then you like, it's not a bad flavor. It's just different. It doesn't, yeah. I don't get the rich part, but I do get that sort of like earthy mm-hmm. old coffee flavor. Yeah. Not in a bad way. I, I, just, I understand. I know my descriptions all sound terrible, like licking a two by four and eating <laughs> no. a coffee. But <laughs> that's so funny. But um, I don't know. We describe things with the the way we can. The way we. Yeah, it's uh, subjective. It's not. It's yeah. not a one size fits all. What you taste, but you know what you uh, tasting is is funny because um, tasting is eighty nine percent of it is through the nose. So whatever you're smelling. Uh, so whatever your environment is that you're smelling, if you smell cologne that you wear, uh, also um, what you ate today has an effect on how, you, how you're how you tasting a certain whiskey. So all of it is very subjective. There's a whole lot of environmental things that go into it. So, um, But I do have to say I really, really enjoy this one. This, is a, this tastes phenomenal. And uh, this is one that, like I said, I thought I drank it all. We drank a lot. Um, and I thought I drank all this one, and so I'm glad I didn't, so I can get to enjoy a little bit more. And uh, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good one. I'm glad we get to share it together. Yeah, and speaking of which, um, Christian on um, from the um, what's it called? Cash, is it, it's a Cash Butte Distillery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been talking to him, and uh, he comes out here once a week. He's on the west side here, uh, so mm-hmm. when you get when you come out here next time, I don't know when that's going to be mm-hmm. December. Yep. December. Okay. Jeez Christmas. Louise. You've been gone since September. <sighs> don't remind me. Where are you going to go in November? Oh, you're going to be in Oklahoma. Your, your mom's house. She doesn't. My mom's dead. And, uh, she's, uh, you're going to, she doesn't live in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm not going Heaven, to. Heaven's not Oklahoma. <laughs> Orson's mom's house. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> So anyways, I think that'd be fun to uh, have him on and the three of us chat live. Uh, he suggested, you know, uh, we could do it through a clean feed like we're doing our podcast here. But that'd be kind of fun yeah, to sure. have him here since he's a local guy too and and have yeah. him bring it in and, and describe it. I just, I like seeing people yeah. in person. I mean, this works because this be has great. to work, but I like seeing people in person. I like it when you're in well, person here. 
and having a threesome is better in person. Doing it, <laughs> it's all split up. It just doesn't work as well. You always end up with two people having a good time, and the other person feels left out. Yeah, just watching. <laughs> making eye contact awkwardly <laughs> that's true that's true and uh and mikey mikey's going to uh give us a call here and uh or uh, mikey's going to send us out some um uh beer from the uk so we, we worked that out Is oh, hold he on. Really? We're, yeah we're getting a call should we take a call yeah let's do it all right is it tate no hold on there we go are they calling collect no did you hear that? Hey, Craig, yeah. hold on one second. This is Craig. Craig's calling us. Hold on. Oh, hi, Craig. Hold on. Hold on, Craig. I got to get you on the Bluetooth there. I should have been. It always drops when I have it set up. It's so dumb. Uh, there we go. Let me connect. Turn it up. Are you there? Caller, are you there? Hello? Speaking of awkward threesomes. Craig. Ooh. <laughs> there he is. There he is. Afternoon, gentlemen. How's it going? Oh, I can barely hear it, but that's all right. Not too bad. I'll just listen closely. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. What's um, up? How are you guys? We're doing uh, not, great. Not much. I thought I'd. Uh, I thought I'd check back in. I just finally, after a way too long hiatus, uh, I was able to get my 100th podcast up. I know that was uh, a great episode, by the way. You hit one hundred. It was kind of, yeah, it's kind of wild. Um, Brian Duncan, the guy, he's a is weird because as a child I listened to him. It, it's really odd to go back in time and find people that meant something to you, yeah. and then meet them as an adult. Yeah, it, it's really kind of a fascinating uh, ride. Yeah, that was cool. I'm glad you ha- were able to have the time to. Uh, I know you're busy with your your studio stuff too, so it was cool that you were able to put out your hundredth. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, and thank you. Um, <laughs> also, I was able to spend last Sunday, which I guess two days ago, um, <clears throat> with Senator Mike Rounds, who is one of our two senators here in South Dakota, uh, former governor of the state as well. I got to photograph his family and then he, they invited me into his home so I could interview him around his kitchen table. Awesome. And that was kind of a wild experience. Super cool dude. Yeah. Um, I am, I, I'm, I haven't posted that one yet. It'll probably won't come out for another week or so. Uh, I'm trying to, <laughs> when I do them remote, it's difficult to get them out as quick as I normally do just because, I normally record, edit, and publish that same day, yeah. but I'm not sitting in front of my desk when I'm on site. But uh, it was kind of wild because he chaired alongside Chuck Schumer um, a closed door summit on AI back a month or so ago. Oh, and <clears throat> so I wanted to know what came out of that and why it was closed door. And his he said the reason they put it closed door keep essentially the media out and to keep it off the record officially was so the players in the room would feel free to speak freely about AI and the risks or reward or whatever. Um, and so he said they had a longer, bigger conversation than they normally would because, you know, they're not having prepared sound bites that they have to say because everyone's lawyers listening. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was kind of a wild uh, piece. And so I asked him, I, I said, what is, um, uh, oh, I, I said, who wrote this executive order that the president just signed regarding AI? She was listening to Curry and Dvorak kind of dissect that a little bit. Uh, sounds concerning. And he was unaware oh. of uh, the back door that, this gives the government to every bit of your business, according to Dvorak. So uh, he's like, well, if that's what you're, if, if what you're saying is the case, then, you know, but, but then he kind of tried to play it off as, you know what, it's okay if the, if the U S government has all of your stuff, because 
uh, look at the copyright and patent office. Look how wonderful that is. And, you know, we protect all of our stuff with copyrights and patents. My gosh. So I, I, mm. I, I thought that was a wild analogy or a, a reason. And then I asked them, I said, what's the real threat of AI? And instantly his response was fake news. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that's the worry. Yeah. And from my perspective, I mean, I've dug into the news for most of my adult life. That's nothing new. I mean, you don't read anything online or on the social medias without going, hmm, there's a good chance this is not true or at least half true. Yeah. And maybe we're just I unique. More I don't know. Do that. Yeah. John and I talk about that all the time well. where we're like, <laughs> don't read headlines, like read the whole thing and then question it. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't happen enough. And a lot, a lot of times. Right. A lot of times the last article or the last paragraph tends to contradict the headline. Mm-hmm. That's true too. So anyway. Yeah. So when is this episode coming? Uh, <laughs> well, I have to edit it down um, because, because it was live or it was on location. I've got a different system I use. So I'm hopeful. Uh, I have to leave to go down to uh, Texas this Friday for a week. Um, so I'm not sure if I'm going to get it out before I leave or if I can take a minute and carve out time to get it out before I leave. Awesome. Um, for sure in November. It'll be out this month, definitely. I want to get it out soon because it's you know somewhat pertinent with Israel and yeah. the money that's being thrown into defense. And, yeah. Are, are um, you- I don't know. He, he's a... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask you and do another interview with Adam while you're down there. I don't think there's time for an interview. Yeah, he's a busy guy. Um, <laughs> unless, I mean, unless it works out. But no, I, I'm not planning one, no. Okay. We are, uh, I, I do get dinner, though. So That's we're going to go out and <laughs> have dinner with them. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, there's some, some schmoozing that way. Yeah, you get to wine and dine. Well, that's good. I hope you have fun. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a good time. Uh, no, tell everyone a, what your podcast I'm wrapping. is. Uh, TheInterviewPodcast.org is the website. Uh, you can find it on Fountain. It's actually, um, it's been up in the top, the top 10 for the last few weeks. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, alongside Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. Yeah, that's scrappy. Uh, and No Agenda, that's and right. Beer Mortals, and yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Planet Rage, that's another show that's kind of fun to listen to. Yeah, there's a lot of good um, stuff there. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I thought I'd uh, jump on and celebrate a minute and give you a little AI insight from the Senate. I appreciate that little boots on the ground. I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what the word bisectile means? Bisectile? Bisectile. That's our balderdash word for the episode. So it sounds to me that that would be um, referencing if you are, let's say, if you were Catholic and um, Lutheran at the same time. Oh, my gosh. That's good. <laughs> that's good. It's not it, but I like that. Bisectile. Oh, darn it. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> ah, crap. Well, I tried. <laughs> well, listen to the end of the episode, Craig, and, and I'll let you know. And, and again, I, I appreciate you supporting, uh, being a producer of Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash and uh, calling Absolutely. in and, and uh, helping us with content. We, John and I really do appreciate you and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, getting things started with you know, letting people know they can call in. We'll actually take calls. I know it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, the last thing before I hang up, yeah, um, the king, the king of England, has declared that England will be smoke free by twenty thirty. Smoke free, so they're going to ban smoking in England. Oh wow! No more, no more wildfires. (laughs) Nope, nope. And you know what they what they call smoke free? What? Uh, less than 5% of the population smoking. <laughs> wow. So, well, they're going to, they'll have to tax the hell out of that for sure. Oh, geez. Yeah. They like taxing just as much as okay, America does. We'll get them, gentlemen. All right. You have a good night, Craig. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Yep. Bye, yeah. Bye. I love that we have producers that call us. Mm-hmm. That's the best. Thank you, Craig, for giving us a call. 
and uh, giving us a little information on the AI and uh, what's what our government is thinking about with AI and um, the smoking thing. I like the little boots on the ground. Craig's a guy in the know. He, uh, you know, gets the opportunity to to touch elbows with uh, people that uh, govern our country. So I appreciate that. Thank you, Craig. In, thanks, Craig. And the tidbit about smoking, I think it's interesting. So I just did a quick Google search to see how many people in the U.S. smoke, and it's only 11.5%. Yeah. So it's not actually, to get to 5%, I mean, it's it's a fallacy to say smoke-free. That's just bullshit. Yeah. But yeah. you get to 5%, that's a good goal and not unreasonable. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I don't know enough about, uh, the UK to know about their culture of smoking, but I know it's probably a lot different than ours. Probably uh, a lot more ingrained. Uh, 13% of, well, 12.9%. That's a decrease yeah. of 0.4% since 2021. Well, imagine if they try to take away beer over there. Sin tax. They won't do that because that's what created the mob. They learned their <laughs> yeah, lesson from right. us. That's right. <laughs> so well, we already fucked that one up. Yeah. Well, John, uh, our topic tonight... Uh, I know we've hit so many things, it feels like already, but I did have a topic, mm-hmm. and uh, the topic tonight was joy. And again, I'm trying to focus on uh, not just mental health stuff, but things that kind of get us out of the mindset of all the stuff that's going on in the world, and maybe focusing on some more positive things. And I know you're all on board on mm-hmm. stuff like that, too, because you're a guy that wants to you know, focus on positive things as well, and make sure that we're you know, not, we're not doom and gloom people. Cause that's a, a great mm-hmm. place for us to get ourselves into a lot of trouble, um, in our personal lives if we're always doom and gloom. So, but, but just get me, get it, get this straight. I'm not above a little bit of wallowing. Yeah. Well, sometimes you that's have okay. to, you know, yep. there is a time for mourning and a time for joy. So time to be sad. Send a song lyric. Yeah. It's also, it's also <laughs> biblical. <laughs> All right, that makes sense. Okay, so, uh, so I guess the first question I want to ask: What brings you joy, John? If we're, t- if we're thinking about joy, if we're going to talk about joy, what is the uh, thing that brings you lots of joy? Uh, my wife. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's an easy one. That's low, uh, low hanging fruit. Yeah, uh, I think the things that like one of the things that drives me. I, I, there's a lot of things. Like I love good beer. Um, I like good drinks and wine, but I like them with other people. I don't really yeah. drink very much when I'm by myself. So I think the camaraderie and the, the sharing of those things mm-hmm. is important Yeah, uh, and feels good. Uh, but I also like everybody else. I like, I love music and it's not just feel good music. Um, I was listening to heavy metal on my way home today and I enjoy it. It makes me smile. Uh, Tool is definitely not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not feel good music, but I loved it. And I was very joyful after that concert and during yeah. it. So good. I don't know. It's a complex question, I think. Uh, and it depends a lot on the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does depend on a lot on the moment. Um, what do you think is the difference between joy and happiness? Um, I think joy is a short term, like pinpoint. This thing brings me joy versus happiness. Like, are you happy is more of a broader position mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. or or not position that's not the right word um I, the the word is there but you know beer yeah <laughs> so thanks beer i'm joyful right now but i can't tell if i'm happy <laughs> what is what does homer simpson say the cause of and solution to all of life's problems <laughs> so but I, I don't know i think i think uh I th- we went down this road with with another topic where it's like laughter. It's almost semantics. Yeah, it's like you you could decide like depending on oh it's hope depending on like um, yeah, how hope, you hope, view yeah. it like what is actually hope. Um, you know that's it. It can be personal. It can be in the moment, and it can be broader. Like, are you a joyful person in mm-hmm. general? Like, that's a statement about yourself, or does something bring you joy? That can be a different thing. Um, I don't know. I think one of the things that makes me and they can be used interchangeable, like we're talking about hope and faith. It can be kind of sometimes they kind of go hand in hand. But one of the things that brings me the most joy is seeing other people succeed. Mm. I don't know what it is, but like I love helping people and I love seeing people win. Yeah. Uh, I think it's one of the reasons I love competition and sports mm-hmm. uh, because I love seeing people doing the things they're really good at and excelling at them. Yeah. You know, it's just, I think it's, I think it's fun. It's exciting. And it, and it just kind of feels good to see people, you know, doing something that makes them happy and that they're great at. Yeah. 
It doesn't matter if it's like, like we've talked about this with jazz. Like I do not like jazz music. Not one bit. I love jazz. And I know, and I know you <laughs> love jazz hands. <laughs> this is one place we do. Do you like jazz? <clears throat> uh, but I do like that said, I don't, I like watching people. I like watching jazz musicians live. Yeah. Uh, they're very talented. You know, it's fun to watch somebody who's just really good at it. And, you know, especially when like, it seems like with jazz musicians, they, they just seem to be having a lot of fun doing what they're doing yeah, yeah. when they play. And it's, and it just, it, it brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I, what about you? What, what do you, what brings you joy in your life, Wes? My family, my family brings me all, you know, most of my joy. Um, not all the time. Uh, you know, I, I guess the way I, I differentiate joy and happiness. So to me, happiness, uh, and this is a uh, full disclosure. This is probably a, a Christian worldview, um, more than anything, but in, in a Christian worldview, happiness is seen as, uh, a real emotion that is fleeting where joy is something that comes from the Holy spirit. So joy is a constant despite your circumstances where, um, happiness is circumstantial. It doesn't mean that it's short. It can be, you know, you can feel happy for a very, very long time, but, but joy is a thing where even if when life sucks, uh, you still have lots of joy. And, you know, when my, when my, it, it's a choice actually to like joy, I choose to be joyful in, in dire circumstances as well, or in circumstances that aren't, Great, and that doesn't necessarily mean that I feel happiness. Just means that it kind of brings more hope, hopefulness. I guess you could say. Um, it means that I I don't I know that this pain is temporary, or that whatever I'm feeling that seems dark is temporary, and that makes me feel more joyful. So I guess in that sense, joy is like the state of being uh, not happy, but just the state of being hopeful. So that's kind of how I see joy. And, uh, so I guess my family makes me happy and <laughs> not joyful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I choose to love my family, um, because they choose to love me and that means warts and all. And so that makes me joyful that we all kind of have an agreement that even there are, there are times when we're not happy with one another, we still love one another. And that kind of piece of that kind of makes me feel joyful. I know that it's seems like a very you- long runaround thing there. <clears throat> No, that's exactly, that's perfect. Um, it's, it's interesting. I just did the, you know, the quick Google, like define joy. And if you, if you scroll down and you start looking at different meanings or short meanings, like it's almost like joy is a level of happiness mm-hmm. in the way they define in the way it's defined. Like mm-hmm. one of the definitions is great happiness. So happiness is used in the definition of joy a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. So I find really interesting. Yeah. It's just a part of happiness, but yeah, I there's mean, not a lot if of, you're joyful. You're probably happy. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could be, I guess you could be, you could have joy and be sad at the same time. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's many times in the Bible, like for me, uh, you know, where it says like, consider it pure joy when you're persecuted for the things that you believe, uh, because that, what? that, that testing of your faith produces perseverance. So that is, as your faith is tested, it, it produces a, a perseverance. So be joyful that you're facing a trial, that you're facing some kind of thing that you can work through, uh, which is, you know, kind of flips everything in the world on its head because that would be something that people would not want to run into. I don't want to run into more trials, uh, but in a, in a Christian worldview, that would be something that, uh, well, the Apostle Paul would, or excuse me, the Apostle James says, consider it to be pure joy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so it's those kind of that, that's like a that's like a whole other topic where it's like, uh, how do you face challenges and how do you mm-hmm. how do you choose to react to them and like, I feel like that's a very practical piece of advice. It's like when you have challenges, face them head on and know that it's going to make you stronger. You're going to get through it and it's going to be fine. It's going to be hard and you're going to be better for it. Yeah, I was like every 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 coach you've ever had would tell yeah. you that. This is going to be really hard, but you're going to be better for it. Yeah. Well, and they're right. I mean, that's why sports is actually kind of important for the development of human beings because we don't go to war and we don't have really many hard things that we have to go through in our lives. Sports becomes that place where we can, uh, thankfully, because I don't like war, uh, but thankfully we can have our, our metal, our, our, 
perseverance tested and to see how well we could do in the face of someone that might be faster or stronger. Um, it kind of challenges us physically, Mm -hmm. but also mentally, if anyone that plays sports, you're also, this is a mental playing sports is very, very mental. It's probably mostly mental. And the rest of it is, you know, physical. If you go out there and think that I can't do this, then you've kind of already lost. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's certain things where it's like, I mean, you have to be physically gifted to some extent, like sure. to be a professional yeah. NBA player, but like to run a marathon, mm-hmm. you don't, mm-hmm. but, but you do have to be strong-minded to be able to get through it. Cause it does suck. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not talking about being like the best at it. I'm just talking about completing it. Like completing yeah. a marathon is really hard. Uh, if you're just an average person. Yeah, you can do it, but most people quit when it gets too hard because it hurts and you got to be able to push through it. And the reality is like, like with a half marathon, most of the people who train people to do these, they say, if you can run six miles without stopping, you can run a half marathon. Yeah. So, but it's that mental block that get people to, to give up. Yeah. That's the mental toughness that, that accepting, like, I get that it's going to be satisfying when I get done and I'm going to feel better about myself for being able to do it. Uh, being able to push past the now into the result. Yeah. Well, so I guess, I guess my final answer is my family brings me happiness. God brings me joy. Um, but outside of that too, though, like there is joy in, in our personal growth as well. So as we grow personally, there's, we get, you know, like, it's like, say with your job, one of the things that I know that you wanted to do with your job, uh, that you currently have is that you kind of wanted to get out of the thing that you've always done that really didn't bring you a lot of happiness or even joy for that matter. Mm -hmm. But something that challenged you, and through that challenge, um, I think you've been a lot more happier. I think other circumstances oh, might sure. have come in, and you know, maybe shown you like, oh, I got to work through all this stuff because this thing's going so well. Um, mm-hmm. But I've noticed how happy you are when you talk about your job and how oh, much yeah. you I, enjoy I do doing enjoy it. That. Yeah, and and so that's that's a great thing because now you have a more positive outlook on your future. Uh, mm-hmm. as you work with a, this company, but even beyond that, if you ever wanted to take what you learned here and go somewhere else, you know, you know that you can do that now. And that, that gives us a lot of joy too, to know that I'm capable. Mm-hmm. I, I could do this. And I think yeah, that helps. Sure. I think that helps us a lot too. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, joy also helps us become more resilient as well. So that means when we have challenges and setbacks, we just know they're just challenges and setbacks. It doesn't steal mm-hmm. our, our emotions from us. It doesn't make us feel super depressed because we know this is just, this is just the thing I got to go through. You know, mm-hmm. and I think about that all the time when I have bad days, I'm like, Oh, it's just the thing I got I gotta go through. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be tomorrow. I just got to get through today. Yep. Yeah. Just got to get it done. Yeah. And tomorrow, even though we're not, I don't think we're always guaranteed a tomorrow. Uh, I think the aspect of thinking about, well, you know, tomorrow has all of the possibilities to be better than today. Uh, it gives me a lots of joy and all I have to do is just go home and go to bed <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be here. Hopefully. Oh my. <laughs> uh, it can also help us with achieving setting and achieving goals. So it, it'll help us give us a greater sense of purpose. Um, as we try to have like personal goals that we want to get through, like I want to be better at this. I want to be better at being more attentive to my wife. I want to be better at being more attentive to my children or whatever it is that can give us some joy as we pursue those things. You know, I, I think about, you know, Dan and I celebrated 31 years of not marriage, but being together uh, last month, October 29th. And uh, I just, I, I think about all the time, like ways that I can continue to woo her. You know, so I write her a little love letter sometimes and I'll put it in her lunchbox or just even a, just a text throughout the day, just saying, Hey, I'm really thinking about you or I, uh, mm-hmm. because of, through my photography, I take lots of pictures of her. So I'll find one that I really, really like and I'll send it to her, you know, just say thinking of you and your smile. Cause it'll always be her smile, which I think is just so electrifying to me. So finding <laughs> ways to continue to, to, you know, woo her. Those are one of my goals just to continue to make sure that she knows that she's, she's my life. You mm-hmm. know, and, and I'll do stuff like that too throughout the day with my kids where I'll just call them up and just say, Hey, I'm thinking of you. I just want you to know that, you know, I, f- I figure if I'm thinking about a person, I should probably call them or text them in that moment and just let them know. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally agree. <clears throat> uh, it also helps us with emotional intelligence. Um, it personal growth involves developing emotional intelligence, which includes understanding and mad managing our own emotions. And when we're able to do that better, uh, we have the opportunity to not only express joy, but experience joy too. So as, as we're able to deal with our own junk, as we're able to, you know, to figure out things that maybe we haven't worked on and then work through that, that process might be hard, but on the other end, it also can be really joyful that we've, we understand ourselves better. Now we understand why we do a thing. We understand how we can correct that behavior or, um, you know, just accept it maybe even too. just like, mm-hmm. I guess this is just who I am. You know, Max and I on the last episode talked about, you know, letting go and acceptance, which is a thing that he's working on in his personal life. You know, being able to say, I can't control that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, I got to let that go and just accept that that's just kind of where I am right now. And it doesn't mean forever. Yep. And, I, and I think as we get better with our emotional te- intelligence, it helps us with that too. And then, um, what are some other passions that you have, John, besides work and, and Helen? My, and beer and whiskey. That's about it. <laughs> it's not. I know you have other stuff. No, I uh, I mean, I love my family too. I love my son. He can be a bit of a ding dong, but he's a really wonderful human being. You know, he's he's in that age where he's getting his shit figured out, which is great. And it's, it's hard to see him struggle and yeah. amazing when you see him figure it out. Yeah. Um, like those moments where you're like, oh, he is going to be an adult and hopefully functional someday. I think he can do it. You know, because you always have those moments where you're like, man, this human is not going to be able to keep themselves <laughs> alive on their own. <laughs> and so when I see him do something on his own, I like that brings me a lot of joy. But yeah, um, I don't know. I find a lot of joy in the small. I, I One of the things that I, when I was doing therapy early last year or late last year, I guess, was um, that my therapist brought up and then it was like with the journaling um, was like being more aware of the moment. Yeah. And um, like I started being very conscious about the, the spot I was in, in that moment, because you like, we get our lives ahead of us and we start thinking about all the other things we have to do and where we have to go and what else is going on. And sometimes you're just out for a walk and why can't you just like appreciate the wind in your face and the yeah. rain or like the river you're walking by or whatever it is, <laughs> you know? And so I started like focusing more on those little things yeah. and how great it was just to be able to have that. And sure, it's the third most polluted river in Providence, but I'm still walking next to her in <laughs> New England, but I'm still walking next to a river, which is beautiful and nice. And like, yeah. it's, it's a nice day or whatever, whatever it happens to be like kind of, finding joy in those little things that are around you all the time. Absolutely. Um, like it lifts everything else up. You, you like, you're able to let go of other things or deal with things a little easier or not react in a way that makes it hard to handle other things. Yeah. <clears throat> so like, that's a big thing for me. It's like those small things, finding joy in those small things and like leaning towards the optimism of things and like focusing on what makes things great and not why things suck. Cause it's like really easy to say, like, oh, I'm in like the last row at a Red Sox game, but I'm also at a Red Sox yeah, game, which is kind of right. cool. Yeah. So that's like, like, what are you going to focus on? Yep. You know, like, oh, this beer's not my favorite beer, but I'm also like sitting here having a beer with my wife. This is great. Yep. Like, it's really easy to fall into the negative, and I think we as human beings focus on the negative because, like, I think our our nature is to like point those things out to protect ourselves yep. and we don't give ourselves enough leeway to just like enjoy all those little tiny bits that are the best. That's perfect. Job. I'm a simple man. I am a simple, super simple man. I just like really good little things. I think most of us are, I think most of us are, are simple people. I think we, I think we, I think we, at the, when it really boils down to what it is that makes us happy, I think we just want basic things. You know, and I think, I think what Mm -hmm. makes us not, I think that what makes us maybe more anxious is that we're not just having our basic things met all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or you might be, you know, swimming in the, the sea of, of trying to compare yourself or keep up with the Joneses, you know, 
which would just you, you can't do that. Yeah, which just creates you know more trouble in your life. Honestly, it doesn't create anxiety. Your like you're yeah. focusing on the wrong things. Exactly. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Exactly. Well, I like that, John. I'm I'm going to keep it right there because I think what you said was was perfect. And um, and you know, folks, we just we want you to also experience joy, and hopefully, you have a little bit of joy when you listen to this podcast. That's John mm-hmm. and I get a lot of joy out of this, which uh, I hope mm-hmm. translates that you guys maybe wanted to listen to us and sit down with a, a couple guys that um, are your friends. And if you're mm-hmm. listening and and you enjoy this, we're your friends. And so you mm-hmm. can reach out to us at any time. And I know one thing that John and I, um, and it's not a burden to us. I want to make sure you say that if you're struggling with things in life or you just want to talk to somebody that, you know, maybe isn't super close to your life, uh, A, you can get a, a, a therapist. We're okay with that. You should if you're having a really hard time and struggling. Um, but if you just want to chat with John and I, um, you reach out to us. There's many many ways that you could do that. And we would love to chat with you and mm-hmm. uh, talk to you. We might not solve anything, but sometimes one of the things Dan and I do when we're having a bad day is that we just say, I don't want you to solve anything. <laughs> and I don't want you to, to give me any, uh, you know, therapy. I just want to just get this all out of my head, all out of my mouth mm-hmm. and then just leave it there. And mm-hmm. we could do that too, because that's what you do at a bar. You have a couple of drinks with some friends, you get some shit off your chest and then uh, you're good. You're good for the rest of the time. And then your friends get to know, I got to go check on this person. I got to go take care mm-hmm. of this guy. I got to, and that's what friendship is. And John and I, we we're here to make friends because we're friends. Yep. And, and don't think that just because like, this is not a, a ploy to get you to call in so we can put you on, on our podcast. No, no, like, no. This is like, if you wanted to, this email is just like, yeah, we're, we're willing to talk to anybody anytime. Yeah, not. I guess we could say off the record. That's probably the best way to say it. But yeah. just like we like connections, we like people. Yeah, and obviously you can tell we're also into mental health stuff. Like we're not professionals, <clears throat> um, but nope. uh, and I want to make sure that's that's very clear. But we're just a couple guys that you could chat with, mm-hmm. and uh, and just say you know, hey, how's it going? Hey, you know, I'm going through this. You know, I really appreciated when you guys talked about this, and then we can mm-hmm. just talk about it. And, uh, yeah. that's how friendships happen. Yeah. And if, if you're on the East side of the new England and you want to meet up and you're not a murderer, happy <laughs> to meet up for a beer. You have to let me know ahead of time if you are a murderer, because that's a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, Deal breaker. <laughs> that's so funny. Same thing but, on the West like, side. Yeah. But like, no, no, no joke. Jokes aside, you know, no like, joke. I'm happy to meet up and chat. Let's. Mm-hmm. Like I like meeting new people. I think people are interesting. It's like one of the best things about working in an office building situation is there's like so many unique different people. Yep. It's fun. It's fun to meet them, see where they are, where they're at, what they're learning about, where they're struggling and how they're, how we're pretty much all the same. One of the things I wanted to, to oh, say about the, about the, the, the finding joy in the little things. And like you mentioned how we're like pretty much all the same. We got all these shitty wars going on right now being fought by assholes, not fought by assholes, being directed by assholes. Mm -hmm. And the majority of people that are being affected don't want any of this shit. They're just normal people like you and me that just want to live their lives. They want to raise their kids. They want to be safe and happy. They're all, they all want the same thing we do. They're like, get it out of your head. If you have this idea that like, they're all like crazy terrorists or they want something way out of whack. The majority of people want the same thing you and I do. Yep. They just want to be safe. They want to be yep. happy. They want to live their lives. Raise their That's family, it. hug their kids at the end of the night. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. When it comes down to it, we're all the same. Well said, sir. Well said, sir. Well, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. This is yeah, for sure. Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash episode 80. And uh, mm-hmm. again, you can reach out to us at uh, Balderdash Boys, B-A-L-D-E-R-D-A-S-H-B-O-Y-S at ProtonMail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at Beer, Bourbon, Balderdash. Uh, Twitter, Beer, Bourbon, Balderdash. We're on all the things. Uh, Mastodon, you can, you can find me at Sir West of the Balderdash on Mastodon. You can reach out to me and John on any of those things. If you want to talk to John specifically, don't worry. I can get you to him. You mm-hmm. can even email him at that John H guy. H guy. Don't at the H. Hotmail.com. If you just write that John guy at hotmail.com, you'll get a different John guy. 
I think he gave up that email, by the way. Oh, that's he, what, good. Doesn't even well, you should go try to grab it. And, uh, but you can do Gmail. You can do Gmail, too. Yeah, Gmail. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, again, or you can call the voicemail uh, <laughs> or the, the phone number here at 360-553-1058. Leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. Again, thank We'd you for it. everyone that produced this show, boosted us. Uh, Bully Steed, Cole, and Craig. Craig, thanks for calling in. And uh, we really appreciate that. Tonight we drank Mac and Jack's African Amber Ale. and Classic yeah. Northwest Amber. Yep. And Jura Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, The Road. Which I really, really mm-hmm. enjoy. And I have had as, as did I. two extra glasses while we've been sitting here. Well, look at you go. I know. So proud of you. I know. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> And uh, we want to thank See, again. We're very, we're very supportive of them. Yeah, <laughs> I support your thing. And uh, thank you again to Blueberry for uh, hosting this podcast and providing all the podcasting 2.0 uh, capabilities. And if you would like to see how those capabilities are being used, you can go to newpodcastapps.com and get yourself a new podcast app. Ditch Apple and Spotify and Amazon and whatever st- stupid Google podcast player that you're using and. Get with the times, man. Podcasting 2.0 is where it's at. Be best. Oh, and then finally, our Balderdash word of the night, bisectile. Bisectile is something that comes up on February 29th of 2024. What is that? Leap day. A leap day. Yeah, bisectile is a leap year. So all next year in 2024 will be a bisectile year. Here's a fun fact. Did you know that it's not just leap days that we have to use to correct the time? No. It's like every every it's like every hundred years and every four hundred years we have to adjust the time as well. Not just every four years. Like there's a, a much larger rate regular cadence that we have to meet to keep the calendar on schedule. Fun fact. Fun fact. Wah wah wah. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> Okay. Say the word. Am I supposed to say, oh, we're done already. Okay, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everyone. (laughs) Good night. (laughs)